The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. This week I thought I would address, I guess, an attitude that some people have, which is that following a certain routine each day is boring. You're boring. The word routine has a slight negative connotation to it in the sense that it's so predictable and, you know, lacks excitement. And I understand that life is short and you want to make the most of it. That makes sense. But exactly how to do that is what's up for debate. Because I view routines in a totally different way. And it's interesting because most folks who I've asked straight out if they follow a certain routine every day, say they do not. They do not have a routine. But my gut tells me that's not true. What they're really saying is that their lives aren't boring. They don't want anyone to think their lives are boring. But I don't think following a certain routine each day means your life has to be boring. I don't think they are mutually exclusive things. You can have excitement in your life without abandoning your routine. And I would go uh, so far as to say, A routine act allows you to be able to better handle surprises and spur-of-the-moment decisions. And by the way, every health guru, every expert in the health and wellness field advocates a certain routine, albeit there's differing opinions as to what that routine should be. Um, I'm sure it depends on a variety of factors, including your age and what your goals are and, and your unique circumstances. But what does that tell you that there is a strong consensus that following a consistent routine is an important part of your well-being? Get to bed by this time for optimal sleep. Get at least three 30-minute workouts in four to five times a week. Eat this much of this type of food every day. Drink eight glasses of water every day. And the list goes on. Add your day job on top of that and how much spontaneity can you really have? And I advocate through my sustainability planning to get two to three hours of rest in per day in addition to your regular sleep. Now you can switch that you you can switch that up, you know, how you spend that time. One day lay around in a hammock, I don't know. (laughs) Another day take a walk or a hike uh, or work out in the gym for an hour. Even commuting uh, to and from work Maybe how you spend that time from a practical standpoint. Although I have mixed feelings about treating that as rest time because you still have to pay attention to the road, right? So you can't fully relax. Um, And getting back to working out, I have mixed feelings about that as far as forcing yourself to work out if you didn't get a good night's sleep. I think you, you should really rest rest and not physically exert yourself if you're sleep deprived. Although I kind of understand the mentality of thinking, I'm exercising five days a week no matter what. No excuses. Because if you look for an excuse not to exercise, you'll probably find one. But from a 
stress standpoint, I personally am against working out when you're sleep deprived. The trick is to not be sleep deprived. <laughs> uh, and if you think about the cumulative effects of sticking to a routine. Exercise begets more exercise. Good sleep begets more good sleep. Have you noticed that? At least with me, I tend to fall asleep faster when I had a good night's sleep the night before and vice versa. If I haven't slept well, it seems harder for me to fall asleep the next night. Um, You would think that the more tired you are, the easier it is to fall asleep, but at least not with me. Um, that's, that's not the case usually. Now, I make the argument all the time for taking calculated risks with your health, which may seem inconsistent with following a routine, but it really isn't. But taking calculated risks with your health is the whole basis of the perfect stress concept, chronic stress monitoring and reactive stress management. I make the argument that not everybody prioritizes their health in every circumstance. And I know that may sound weird, counterintuitive, self-destructive even, uh, that you would prioritize other things over your health, but that's just what you're doing by taking calculated risks. Should every decision you make be based on how healthy it is for you? What are you being healthy for? What are you living for? What's your purpose in life? Is it really never okay to take health risks in an attempt to achieve a life goal? Should all NFL players quit and get desk jobs because they're much less likely to get a concussion or other lifelong injury? The people waiting in line right now to climb Mount Everest, are they just not being health conscious? Hundreds of people have died on Mount Everest, unfortunately, from falls, heart attacks, altitude sickness, avalanches, exposure to the cold. It's no picnic climbing that mountain, I'm sure. Or something we do every day, like getting into a car. There are over 30,000 deaths a year, unfortunately, just here in the U.S., from car accidents. And that's not even counting survivors with severe injuries. Uh, Or working out, something we do because it's good for our health. It has its health risks. There's a reason gyms make you sign a waiver. So there are all kinds of examples of how we take calculated risks with our health, But doing so, I contend, is not inconsistent with following a routine. It's actually part of your routine to constantly evaluate your circumstances. In other words, chronic stress monitoring and reactive stress management enhances and supports your ability to be flexible and more aware of opportunities to do things that you might not normally do. And one other thing I'd like to tackle, which is slightly off-topic but related, which is doing mundane jobs, you know, accounting and office work. And I'm not going to lie, it is boring. I mean, you can, you can make it less boring, I guess, but it is what it is, let's be honest. But is having a mundane job really a life sentence of boredom and misery? There's a video... Um, of Alan Watts. Uh, He was a philosopher, and uh, this particular lecture is entitled, What If Money Was No Object? I'll put the link in the show notes. And basically, he makes the point not to think about money when trying to choose a career. And I have to admit, I, I had literally no idea what field to go into when I graduated high school. No clue. 
I wasn't particularly great at any one thing and frankly didn't know myself well enough to know what I'd be happiest doing. Um, I should have probably chosen something in music, but I think I was thinking about the money. So from that standpoint, I agree with Alan Watts in not thinking about the money. And I just wanted to really quickly read an excerpt from that lecture. If you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living. That is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it. You could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, to be really with it. And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. Okay, I'm done reading now. Um, and, and when I read this, one of the first examples that comes to mind is the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. You remember him? He was the celebrity Australian zookeeper who unfortunately died in 2006 at the age of 44 from a stingray attack. But um, he absolutely loved what he did and he knew how dangerous his job was. And it was pretty darn dangerous. One of the most dangerous careers you could ever choose to do. Um, But if you love what you do, you know, you don't think twice. And Alan Watts is exactly right that if you stick with whatever it is for long enough, you could make a very you could make very good money. I mean, when when you think of good paying careers, I, I don't normally think zookeepers, but I have a feeling Steve Irwin made a lot of money. Now, on the other hand, putting aside that I think it would be disastrous if everyone took Alan Watts literally, because you know, then who's going to do all the mundane but important jobs that we take for granted as a society? And what happens to all those people who didn't consider money at all and pursued very ambitious career goals and then failed? Because, you know, there are no guarantees in life, right? Like starting your own business, which in addition to having to, you know, have substantial skill set and working hard still requires a certain element of luck, no matter how hard you work. And the odds are overwhelmingly against you. Now, there is another way of looking at this, which is to suggest taking pleasure in the small things in life, even if it means having to work a mundane job to make that possible. And for heaven's sake, take pride in your mundane job and thank God for your freedom and the quality of life, the, you know, good drinking water, heat and air conditioning and other modern conveniences that that mundane job allows you to afford. And again, chronic stress monitoring, reactive stress management helps you to be more aware of when it might make sense to go for something out of the ordinary, even if you're working that mundane job. Well, that's my two cents on routines. I hope you found some value in it. Please let me know in the comments on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Or always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening. 
If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.